This is Heidi Jacobs, and you're listening to Origin Point, Episode 10, where we talk to John Maurice Muldoon and Annika Ignazi of Oh Baby. All right, well, I can kick it off. So a good icebreaker that we use for all of our guests, we talked about, you know, everybody comes from a different walk of life. And uh, one thing that everybody has in common is how to get around. So we always ask our guests, uh, what's your main mode of transportation? A minivan. <laughs> Honda CRV. 2005. <laughs> 2007. Toyota Sienna. There you go. Maroon. It helps you haul your stuff, right? Yeah, it's big enough mm-hmm. to haul the large paintings and... She needs a nice Yeah, I put well. my seat. I put my seats down. I actually keep my stuff in uh, my car all the time. Yeah, like my clothes are always in there. Nice. So I just pop up shop anywhere. I noticed that uh, you ended up selling some work out of the back of your vehicle on a job site. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's got that yeah. trunk space. You've got that versatility right there. It's yeah. like that felt very hip hop. <laughs> sure. It was perfect. Yeah. Flipping them out the trunk. <laughs> do that's awesome so why don't we start there let's talk a little bit about um what your work is and um annika why don't you go ahead and start and then john if you want to talk about your work sure so i paint on clothes jeans jean jackets t-shirts flannels you name it vintage clothes are my favorite not only that but i cut them up reshape them and then with my sewing machine we'll sew on patches you know, it depends on the piece. Sometimes I paint directly on, sometimes I sew on a patch, cut it in half, and then attach new ones together. So, yeah, just rework clothes and paint on them. <laughs> nice. Uh, I'm just an artist, a painter, you know, sort of in the, uh, in the painter sense. Acrylic and spray paint and other mediums of the sort. Mm-hmm. Do you consider yeah. yourself like a pop artist? Uh, something I would like to consider myself a little newer. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what... You don't know what the what, genre is? What art movement you yeah. would call that, but it's yeah. probably some sort of graffiti-oriented mm-hmm. style of painting. So were you both uh, always interested in the arts, or was it something y'all kind of stumbled into? I always loved art class ever since I was a kid. But really, my direction in the high school era was sports. Mm-hmm. I just got caught up in sports early, and I was good, so I just continued that. Went to college, played Division One, and I was just like... I don't want to like this anymore. I just have been, I was doing it for so long and I, it was just too regimented and normal. Mm. So I'm like, I'm missing something. I'm not happy. Been doing this too long. And it just kind of developed from there. I painted on my first article and it just, boom. I, I knew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So did you did you finish college or did you change no. majors in college? I, I transferred. What, what did that look like? I transferred back here. Okay. So yeah, I mean, I we had a my soccer team had a coach switch, so it just kind of like so much changed, and I was just it was I just didn't feel like me anymore. So I had to make the big decision like do I want to figure myself out or just keep doing something I'm not happy with, and I had just I decide to cut it and come back and figure it out. So I went back to community college, and yeah, I'm not there now. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. We're going to buy a 10-year uh, associate's degree. Yeah. <laughs> University of YouTube. Yes, I think that's, that's like a good portion of folks now. Yeah. Like you're well, you can, people have taken the time to teach you how to do things on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah you can sure. Lo- you can pretty much look up almost any mm-hmm. task. Yeah. And somebody's like, hello, this my is name the best is way. Vladimir. We're going to work on your 
your headlights. <laughs> you know, or like any other sort of obscure situation. But you always feel like they're a friend. You know what I mean? At the yeah, end of it, sometimes they got like an extensive channel. You're like, I'm going to him again. Yeah. Or, or her. Yeah, whatever. bookmark. Right, bookmark. Yeah. That's right. That's awesome. How about you, John? Uh, what was what was the question? Uh, how Sorry. did you get <laughs> How did you get started? Um, I was I was I always liked art class, like she said. I was always able to excel a bit more than the rest of the class and have fun with it. Me and you know a couple other kids. That's usually how art class goes. Sure. And but other than Find that, crew. I started uh, I started doing graffiti when I was in eighth grade, and then did a lot of that through high school. But then that sort of transitioned into painting on uh, canvas and then eventually selling them. Yeah. Yeah. That's got to be awesome. It was a cool transition. I mean, yeah. I did try college for a second, but there was there was one night actually in particular where it was like the books versus this canvas and like the canvas won. And the painting I made was like, just like she said, I was like, that's cool. I, found I was it. like, that's my way out <laughs> right there. These note cards, that thing, that thing. <laughs> Peace, no cards. You're out. Peace, no cards. I love it. We should make t-shirts. Peace, no cards. You're out. <laughs> so where did wearable art originate for you, Annika? Yeah, this is really how it started. And I just, I didn't want to do my homework. And I was like, <laughs> finding meditation. There's no cards. Well, no cards. It this was is like, the root of chasing your I, dreams. I needed, I needed no something. No cards, red flag. You see those on your desk, you know. You're going in the wrong direction. <laughs> I was just frustrated. You know, I was like, I do not want to do this. It's not me. I've got something. So, you know, I'm just like drawing here and there. And then I eventually just like had some paint and I saw this sh old t-shirt, my dad's t-shirt. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to do a little something, something. And I painted on there on the pocket, actually, like a monster thing. I don't know. It just came from my brain. And I wore it out and got so many compliments. I've got like 10 compliments from it. And I'm like, hey, I feel pretty good today. And so my brother actually referenced me to a, a guy in the fashion world here in Pittsburgh. So I met up with this guy and he happened to have um, a fashion show. So I started, it was actually like around the beginning of January when I painted on this shirt. So I met him and he said, there's a fashion show January 20th, which is my birthday, which was very weird. And he was like, you know, I want you to be in it. This is my, <laughs> I only had one piece and I wore it. And, I, and so I was, like, kind of overwhelmed. He's like, I need you to have eight looks. I need you to have eight models. And I was like... Did you just ask all your friends? Yeah. Really? Exactly. Hey, I like, can you... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so this happened, and we're going to do this. And so, yeah, I made eight looks. And then the fashion show happened, and I got even more compliments, and it just grew immensely. And, you know, I got all yeah. this encouragement from strangers, and I'm just like, yeah. Yeah? This your see no evil jacket that I got from you is yeah. like... See no evil. It's so hot. People it's, get it's so excited ones, for it. Yeah, that was my first jean jacket, actually. I love I it. Yeah. That's one of my favorite yeah. things. It's one of my favorite <laughs> items. Yeah. So, John, you talked a little bit about starting out in high school and painting and, and you know, the whole, I, I don't want to do school. This isn't where my interests are. Have you always been a creative at heart? Like, when you were wee little, were you, like, always drawing on things and coloring I on? was working... I did do... I worked on some models. I was painting a lot of these... Uh, okay. Little, little like, violet figures. There's, there's, they're called Warhammer 40,000. I'm sure some people I, I in the audience know a about a good it. portion of yeah. our audience would know I'm that. I'm sure, yeah. yeah. I was into that for a while. My brother also inspired me a bit. He was so talented at drawing and stuff like that, so I was... 
you know, I was always looking up to him. And then my cousin was very in, involved in art. And these are all older people in my family. So I think, yeah, probably always a creative. Yeah. But it's gotten more and more intense over the years. So looking back, I'm like, was I? I guess, you know. I think maybe. Yeah, for sure. I think maybe. For sure. It didn't, it didn't just switch <laughs> over. It was, yeah. it was always there. Yeah. 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 Sure. That's so funny, the, the difference in both of your stories where you were like, soccer, 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 soccer. Yeah. And I know with soccer, there's like no time to think of anything else oh, but soccer. Around. Yeah. Exactly. Your traveling teams, mm -hmm. then your varsity mm -hmm. and your summer teams. It it's like crazy. that two you different. both came from two different places, but both found your inspiration at the very same, in the very same moment, right? Yeah. You're both looking at books going. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're both looking at books going, nah. Oh, no. Nah. Nah. Not for me. Looking at crayons going, y'all. Y'all. <laughs> Crayola all the way. For real, though. We're going to have a lot of t-shirts from this conversation. Crayola all the way. I just, I feel like, I feel like Annika's uh, story is definitely like, it's just like a bat turn from soccer into art. And it was just, that's, that's, that's the best way I can describe it. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, and a honestly, back turn. I didn't yeah. even really mention this. I was pre-med. Oh. I was a, I oh, was okay. on my way to be a physician assistant. I was pre-med as well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, the, the, the complete, like, 1,080 degrees I turned. Tornado up in here. <laughs> Tornado. She did a Tony Hawk. Yes, yeah, she did. <laughs> Can both of you sit and think about, so you had mentioned, like, your family helped you kind of grow in your aspirations but do you have other they inspired me a bit yeah do you have other influences that you can speak to living artists that i look up to anyone really sure oh a whole bunch uh a guy named jordan nickel from chicago okay big fan of his work mm, the, the list is so long os gemios is actually here in pittsburgh they're brazilian twins that are big muralist painters artists and they actually have a show at the mattress factory right now I've always looked up to them, well, at least for the past 10 years. Yeah. Uh, um, dead artist, Dolly, for sure. Mm -hmm. I can see some of his his uh, fingerprints in your work. Uh-huh. I, I love him. Uh, MC Escher, uh, Keith Haring a bit. I've been mm -hmm. coming around to his work, actually. Didn't like it back in the day. I like it now. Uh, that, there's too many. Yeah. There's so many. I could rattle them all day. Um, I guess when I really found out that I was into fashion and clothes was when I was in New York. So the school I went to was on Staten Island. And so I would just go to New York City by myself, like all day. I would just pack a backpack, just walk around and walk past all these stores and, you know, walk past all these stylish people and all this stuff. My favorite place was DVF, D Diane von Furstenberg. She invented the wrap dress. Okay. And she just is awesome. Like, she invented all this stuff, and she's so humble still. She wrote a book. And that was kind of like when I started to dabble into fashion. Mm hmm And then I eventually turned into painting. But other than that, not really, honestly. I've just kind of created my own way. I admire so many artists. But and I don't... She's kind of young, you know. You'll, she'll probably... Yeah meet and learn about so many people oh my that gosh, she'll yeah. then look up to for yeah. the rest of her career or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I, I admire so many artists, you know, but well, there's no, I, nothing I, I, I don't necessarily like ashamed of to not have of like, not. you know, be able yeah. to rattle off a hundred people. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, like I, John was saying, I think every time I move from one medium to another, yeah. 
I find so many different inspirational people uh-huh. that teach me so many things about things that I never really pictured before. And then it's just like these explosions of ideas yeah. and right. it's nuts. Mm-hmm. And I remember I went to one, it was actually crazy because there's a designer called Ray Kawakubo and she created Comme des Gassons and they just do like, that. that's the heart with the eyes. You okay. ever see those yeah. like on Converse? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she, I, I was so lucky. I saw her exhibit at the, I think it was the MoMA, the opening day. And it was just so weird because I just happened upon it. And it was the coolest thing. I mean, if you look up some of her fashion shows, I mean, it's just so abstract, so weird. And the reaction she gets from people and her weird works was just like so cool. You know, it's like thinking outside the box, doing our own thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's another one. I guess I had to think about that. <laughs> that's all right. That's awesome. <laughs> I think our listeners will really enjoy being able to look up some of these folks, yeah. too. Yeah, seriously. Get yeah. some inspiration. She sold it. I'm going to look up. Ray Kawakubo. She's awesome. She's got, like, these bangs that are very straight, and her hair is <laughs> two different lengths. Like, Ooh. it's really cool. She's she's, she's edgy. Yeah, she's very edgy. She doesn't smile really that. either, but I'm totally opposite. I'm always <laughs> smiling. So can you guys think of maybe, like, a major milestone moment for you in your artwork that may have changed the direction from where y'all started? Maybe like, was it a piece of artwork or was it when uh, maybe you sold your first piece or something like that? Like where was a, a major milestone moment where y'all were like, oh, this is this is kind of the direction I want to go in now. Um, there was definitely one painting, like I said earlier, over the note card dispute, you know, where it that subject won. But like I said before, I was doing a lot of graffiti before I started getting into fine art and I actually got arrested for that and a little bit of a case and you know stuff like that that sort of propelled me to go in a little bit more of a domesticated direction (laughs) yeah i was smiling whenever you asked milestone i was like i'm gonna have to answer this honestly (laughs) well we appreciate your honesty (laughs) yeah but uh yeah it was definitely that that one that was a milestone that's interesting because then i just you know i had to sort of bottle up the expression into artifacts which now I sell for a living so I'm very thankful that can change things when yeah. you're when you're working at Subway and trying to pay for spray paint to go tag somewhere <laughs> now you're painting for a living and using that money to go buy Subway <laughs> precisely I saw that go full circle <laughs> I'm on that train so for me it was when I had my it was actually this summer really when I had a festival and I sold uh, so much. I mean, like, I was trying to take my clothes rack to the car and people were stopping. Like, he was there. It was, we like, had our it was like piranhas. Together. It was like and, a fish tank. And, and, and I couldn't even put my clothes in the car without people stopping me trying to look. And I'm like, I'm just, all right, you get it. Like, it took me like 50 minutes to get to the car. <laughs> right. So many Which was right there. Right. So many people were interested. So many yeah. people were like, I have never seen anything like that before. And I had got so many compliments from people, and mm. I was just, I was just like, wow, I really got to keep yeah. going with this. I do. Yeah. Te- it was people. a testament yeah. to, like, her efforts. Right. You know. But the yeah. fashion show, really, when the fashion show was on my birthday. So, along the same lines of the previous question, where we talked a little bit about the milestone, is there any piece of work or a series of work that has maybe stood out to you? Like when you start describing yourself to someone, the first thing that pops into mm-hmm. your head that helps you describe what you do? I mean, yeah, you know, okay. I don't know who can answer this first. It's hard. You're right. Yeah. It's tough. Now I think about it. 
Uh, I try. I try. I would just point out my like an iconic series that I know was well received. Mm. You know, because that's usually how anybody does know me. They're like, "Oh, you do the you do the stained glass. You do the triangles. Or like, mm. you do the there's the a faces. lot. You do the women. You know, mm-hmm. the two piece women. Or you do the donuts. You do the popsicles. Yeah. And I'll just if a client's talking to me or a potential or a fan or something, I'll just you know sort of assess them and be like, "Little popsicle person here. It's like mm-hmm. you, you might like these. Or like, and I'm gonna read their response. I'll be like, "Ah, they're more." So you're you're an art hustler. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. You read your audience that's, and you're like... Well, that's how oh, you yeah. have to. I mean, it's yeah, an impossible thing Yeah, selling art, mm-hmm. selling these... Trying to sell the difference between a popsicle person and a rhino guy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Well, you got to have that rhinos and popsicles in the archive. Yeah. You got to make sure yeah. you got those lures in your yeah. tackle box. <laughs> I like it. That's a very good way to describe it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it is like fishing. It is a lot like fishing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just a little bit more social. Mm-hmm. Technologically advanced hunter-gatherer. <laughs> Annika, I notice a lot of your art has like a lot of eyes and a lot the of words yeah. and bright colors and mixed-matched kind of patterns mm-hmm. when you do so mm-hmm. fabric together. Is that something that you just, over time, were like, oh, man, this feels good to me? Mm-hmm. Or was it something that you saw the audience go picking through those things more than It was other almost things? like a little bit of both. So one of the first comments, like I, I, like John said, we're always looking at our clients and like reading them. So I got a lot of, wow, this color, wow, this color. So it, the color would initially draw people in to just like look at it. I agree. As lures do to right. fish. Yeah. I threw my... <laughs> rolling, rolling, rolling. Yeah, a little glitter, a little glitter, yeah. jerk bait. <laughs> yeah, and then the evil eyes, so, you know, warding off evil sort of thing and just positive energy I guess my bubbly personality would help and allow people to feel comfortable mm. flipping through the racks and feeling welcome so yeah. yeah I did notice that with the the racks that you had at the coffee shop was yeah. like these young girls would walk past and they'd look and they'd They'd you know when you're a teenager, you're exactly. like intimidated. Yeah, you don't sure. want to touch stuff that you shouldn't touch, yeah. or like you don't. You're a little nervous, and Annika knew right away when she saw those yep. girls. She was like, "Oh hey, yeah. Yeah. did you did yeah. you see something that you liked? Do you want to try something on? Like yeah. no big deal." And then like the one girl came over, and she's like, "Well, you know, I only have this much money," and Annika's like, "Oh no problem." Yeah. Yeah. Like, she was totally she was totally about. Making her work accessible uh-huh. to people that that would this makes me feel good exactly yeah. this that's makes me feel better point. yeah and mm-hmm. I say it's really not always about money that's not why yeah I want to make you know I want to make people feel good because mm-hmm. they deserve it and they, you know when they wear my clothes they get compliments and they deserve it and maybe someone has never received ten compliments in a day yeah not many people do you know that's not, I just got it'll, chills it'll make you feel good <clears throat> yeah I just got chills yeah. Because that's, that's exactly what it does. Yeah. It's like, I could put a piece of your work on the wall and, and people that would come into my home would see it. But no one that didn't come into my home would see it. So yeah, it's yeah like, they might not even comment on it. You know what I'm saying? True. Right. But a lot of people do, right? Sure, sure, a, sure. I'm not, a lot down, of people I'm not downplaying. I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah. But like, if, you, if you're able to wear someone's work and then you're... De facto, getting the you're, getting the you're receiving, yeah, you're yeah. receiving what the artist feels when their work is complimented, yeah. Yeah. right? Your purchase has been complimented, oh gosh, and you are just point. so much more elevated. They're like vicariously living through you. They are right exactly. Yeah. That is absolutely what's happening. And the cool part about that is too is you can really find like when you come across somebody else 
somebody else are wearing your stuff or, you know, two of your customers running into each other. Like, Oh my gosh, you also, you know, you have that piece. Oh, baby. Yep. Uh-huh. People yeah. who just like see my stuff, you know, doesn't matter what age, just scream, Oh baby. They're not even near my store, but they just see like a little label and they're just screaming it all around. I get comments from people that say, Hey, I think I saw a pair of your jeans downtown and I don't even know, know them, but it's nice that they feel comfortable enough to, you know, message me. We are already it, iconic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, she is. Oh, she's getting embarrassed. (laughs) She's getting embarrassed. To each of you, where is your your current studio? And uh, what do you usually keep in your studio to keep you motivated? Uh, My studio is in Lawrenceville. And the things that I keep in there to keep me motivated and comfortable and focused would be a nice sound system. And a charged cell phone so I can bump them jams. (laughs) Get out on the riffraff. Bottle up, you know, direct the real raff. Um, plenty of natural light, plenty of ventilation, lots of spray paint, lots of brushes, quick access to water. Yeah. Pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) Mine? So, I have a free little studio. My grandparents own this building, and in the back there's a two-car garage, and the tenants are not using this small room that is like a 12 by 12 John described it as a jail cell. It really is. Uh, yeah, so uh, it's very small, but I love it. I got a table that was made by my grandfather, a wooden table, very cool. I actually have paint on all, all, I have paint all over it, so I hope my grandparents won't be mad at that. I've, but been, it's through, big, I've been through this. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't, don't get I'll save it, it off for something. Don't get over it. Yeah. You're going to get paint on everything. I have a clothes rack, and I keep a stock of clothes so I can just, you know flip through them. I have my sewing machine and I put a bunch of stickers on and I bought gumball wrapping paper and just like put it all around the room because it's pretty small so like I got to wrap it all in gumballs in like a four foot section which is cool. And then I, when I go thrifting I always find these cool paintings and sort of things so I have a picture of somebody's, I don't know what kind of dogs these are but they're like two little dogs in chains little chains from 1982 it's like such a cool picture but like i have just random pictures of people's things in my studio one this guy painted this beautiful scenery and i know it's 199 i feel so bad he probably spent all this time on it i have also um the last supper paint by number i found for 99 cents <laughs> i put it on the ceiling nice yeah so just random so it's it's funny to circle back to you being in new york and you being inspired by people's reaction to other people's work. Mm-hmm. And then you taking other people's leftovers and scraps yeah. and, and mm-hmm. putting them in an elevated space for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, man, this cannot go for one ninety nine, not be appreciated. Like, that's not cool. Yeah, you're like, mouth to mouth. Zip, 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 What have I brought in my home? <laughs> it's a lie. <laughs> yes. So as a couple, I mean, how long have you been together? Seven or eight months. Yeah. Are you noticing that each of you is kind of giving each other a little bit of inspiration? Oh, and yeah. We maybe you're, you're making things that are similar mm-hmm. to his style and vice versa. We, and we also, we worked on some of our paintings, my paintings, We've she's come in and we've started our own little yeah. couple series. Popsicles are are one of those. Yeah, 
Okay. Definitely, we've inspired each other. Oh my gosh, in, inspired each other so In much. different, two different aspects. And on a regular basis, we keep, yeah. it seems like we keep upping the ante. And like, it's it's an in-house competition, which, you it's know, healthy. it's totally healthy. It could be, it could be hard, but if you work on your communication, which we've done. Yeah. And continue to do, uh, it seems like it's healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, I mean, I'm in a marriage with another creative so one of the things that we we had just been discussing with another couple is we'd gone to this blacksmithing class together mm-hmm. and um it was a gift from me to ben as a anniversary oh, present nice. but i wanted to go because i wanted to like record the experience for him so mm-hmm. i videoed it and i took photos and they invited me to like make one of the bottle openers during the class right. so i was all blown away and he wasn't upset about it you know right. he was like yeah okay great awesome well, we ended up hanging out with a, a couple that we were good friends with, and the guy goes, oh, we'd never be able to do that together. Uh-huh. And I'm like, well, why? And he's like, because everything's a competition, and she'd win, and I wouldn't be happy about it. Oh. And I'm like... That's, that's cool. a little unbalanced. Oh, yeah. my gosh. That's, well, I mean... I'm, that's I mean, kind I, of a bummer. That's a bummer. I mean, I'll tell you, it's, it, it's getting really good now, but it was a little bit hard to get used to, you know? And it, it is, I mean thing for so long and then you know sharing it with somebody it was a little difficult for me yeah she's a little easier she's a little more receptive but we she got through the uh, hard hard <laughs> yeah. shell yeah 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 and I'm, cr- I'm cream filled now <laughs> it's always been a little squishy inside yeah. <laughs> she just doesn't like people to know it huh <laughs> do you set goals for yourself as an artist uh how do you kind of map out the next projects that y'all are working on i really do not have much of a plan on really anything um but I do set long-term goals, so just getting into magazines, meeting more successful designers, getting bigger, a bigger fashion show eventually, but nothing super specific. Like, you know, it just keeps sales up. Mm. I have a financial yeah. goal that I reach right. every week, you know. And that's, that's pretty important, just, yeah, to, that's just to keep important. sustaining yourself, mm-hmm. enabling your art and your creative process. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, it's, in my experience, big art projects, it could take a while for them to come to fruition. Like, you, you might need to communicate with the parties for maybe weeks, possibly even months, and even potentially years before they're going to be like, okay, I'll write you this, you know, somewhat large check deposit to start this big painting and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So you'll just be juggling mm-hmm. a few of those and courting them through the process and trying to, you know... Because big art pieces... You don't want to rush them, Mm-mm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so we need to get incentivized appropriately as artists, so well, however long it takes for both, for, you know, for yeah. both parties' mm-hmm. sake, so that the final product is the best. Right. So, yeah, that mm-hmm. definitely, I mean, but there's that reoccurring financial goal that you need. Yeah, and if to, you don't reach it, you're, like, pulling your hair out. Yeah, if you don't for reach both it, of us, if you don't reach it, you're pulling life. your hair out. Even though you got, you know, you got your stash or whatever, but uh, it just, since it's been so unpredictable... And it's it is a life that is doesn't have much guarantee, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm sure people can understand. Oh, for sure. And I think that's part of the fear yeah. of right. going the... into art, is, mm-hmm. especially when you're talking to your parents and maybe Absolutely, you experience yeah. that as a pre med major and saying I'm dropping out yeah. and I'm pursuing my art. Like my parents were great. They they were like, we never saw you as a doctor. We thought <laughs> they were like that's we funny. knew you could do it. Because you have the ability, but we never, we ne- we thought you were throwing something away when you weren't oh, pursuing yeah. your creative journey, mm-hmm. right? Um, 
But that's like, I think a lot of our listeners are either like-minded people or people that are interested in going down that route and trying to figure out how do I even make this journey possible? Right, Jake? I mean, yeah, I would say a lot of, a lot of people that I've spoken to, they either, they aspire to do that. It's like, like weekend warriors, so to speak, you know, and then they have something that's stable and a lot of people find it really hard to take that um, leap. And I think a lot of people are trying to look to either find a way to safely take that leap or maybe sidestep from one to the other, you know, and that's, that's just it. I mean, for myself having, you know, two kids and now the house and things like that to pay for, it's, it's one of those, like a lot of people worry about that, like the goal that you were talking about of a weekly sustainable income um, with their passion. I think a lot of people get locked into the idea of like, go to school, study hard, get a good job, provide. And it's like, a lot of people don't realize that's, that's not the only way that you can provide. There's, there's a lot of ways. It's just, you got to get creative about it. Yeah. The, the only thing that way you is, is a way of the majority. Mm. Yeah. Really. She's got a point there. Right. There are so many other ways. Yeah. That's how the money moves. Right. right. Yeah. But uh, nowadays it costs so much to do that, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, it's, it seems like uh, as far as my peer group goes and the generation I've swam with, it doesn't seem like too many people who have went this popular route are, you know, Happy, happy, making money like they ahead of the curve. If anything, they're in debt. I mean, I, I, I but I also don't. You know, I don't want to bash or be judgmental no, about any no. any walk no. of life. I think I think a, a lot of people get comfortable with that, you know, and that's fine. A lot of people love feeling like they, you know, that they're a part of something, you know, an organization or anything. They're they're a part of uh, one one portion of it, and um, but there's other people who they kind of want to make their own path. You know, they want to. They want to cut their own path through the forest and figure out, you know, what what is it if I did this, you know, because I have this slightly crazy idea, which may not be all that crazy or it may take off. You know, you just never know. Well, along those lines, like commission work is great, right? Mm-hmm. Like when someone comes to you and they say, I have this vision. Can you help me bring it to fruition? I love, I love your style, love right? That. But what does it feel like when someone buys an original work? They're just like, which one feels better? Oh, that. That like, hits me. I, I want the that. Sale. Yeah, the both, original sale yeah. is so organic. Uh, yeah, you know, it's like hitting it off with somebody. Yeah. Or <laughs> the perfect Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> you know. No, really though, you hit the nail on the head. It just feels good when you you've created something completely out of your own brain, and somebody really admires and it, it and wants to yeah. spend money on it and appreciate it just as much as you do. Yeah. Yeah. She's got a good point. I do love the commissions, though. It keeps yeah. me busy at the house. Mm-hmm. Of course, I love commissions. Yeah. It's bread and butter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just nice to be able to also provide people with a, a, a lane where they can execute their vision or they can bottle up their vision and be like, bing, right yeah. next to their office mm-hmm. or whatever, and that constant inspiration mm-hmm. or like just a, a testament to something that you love in your life. Sure. You're not a painter, but you're like, man, I love guitars. Mm-hmm. And I play them, but I just love them so much. And you're like, okay, well, then you just come to me and get a collage of guitars. And right. Then, and it'll be sitting Guitar, wherever yeah. you need it. Yeah. 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 Or whatever else, it, you know, you love. Do you find it at all difficult when someone says, I want a mural in my space and you have to come to me to paint it? Like, well, do you, do you no, have a, uh, an issue at all with, like, this is my space, this is my, my no, mecca, and now I have to move space. somewhere else? 
what, to work? What, no, of course not. No. I love getting the out-of-house work. For instance, yeah. I have a mural going on in Cannonsburg that's just full of marijuana leaves, and it's in somebody's home. Mm-hmm. And there's a little cat there. There, you know, me and the cat hang out. He's at work. So cute. So and then uh, I'm starting. Up, I'm doing a mural out in Elwood City, and like you know, that's and just helping an artist because he's had some health problems, and he reached out. I'm, that's, that's far nice. out there. And then I start a mural at Fox Chapel High School tomorrow. Oh, very cool. oh wow. Yeah. yeah. So like, oh my god, I love getting out of the house. That's really exciting. I basically love it all. Yeah. yeah. Seems like that's the trend here. Yeah, in house yeah. work, out house work. Outhouse work. work. <laughs> Outhouse work. Not what you're thinking. What between the two of y'all? What has surprised you the most about your artistic journey? Um, honestly, just my the the reaction I get from people. It surprises me every time, every day. The compliments, you know, the admiration. Like I just would never expect that, and I still don't. And it's just like. Uh, I would say the freedom that I'm starting to experience and like really feel. You know, for for a while there, I kind of struggled, sure. but this I've, I've been sustainable for all. This is probably my first year where like I can literally cover all the bases, uh, and I can just spend my time like it's just freedom, seriously. Yeah, free. yeah, that's a good point. And I I used to be so anxious and uncertain, and now I'm like. I got a quick question about the the freedom part portion of it. You know, as far as when you do get a commission piece, have you ever felt like super constricted with your styling or anything like that? Well. uh... It seems like most of the people who come to me are coming for my style, and if I feel like they might not understand that, I might have a brief conversation with them. Like, hey, if you're expecting something a little traditional, you're not going to get that. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. I'll have that conversation with them. And they'll be like, oh, man, do your thing. And I'm like, that's my client. <laughs> you know? But um, I- I'd like to... Th- I like to accommodate people as well. So if somebody asks me to paint a church, like, I'll paint a church. It's not going to be hyper-realistic, but it's going to be pretty accurate, you know? But you might, I don't know, there's just so many options. Yeah. But I am a talented artist and illustrator, so I'm capable of doing those things, mm-hmm. you know? It's just if you look into my body of work, it's like, it could be anything. We could go anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Same with me. Yeah. Same on jackets, you know, whatever anybody wants yeah. to put on their clothing. I'm like, okay. If you want to start a color scheme, okay. But they're also paying for it, so they sort, it's, you know, it. they're paying for it. So, yeah, I can feel constricted, but you're paying for it, so, like, whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. your piece. You want to constrict me however you want. Yeah. You can direct if, if yeah. <clears throat> Point and shoot. That's a really good attitude that I don't think a lot of higher-end artists tend to have. Um, I've met quite a few where it's like, oh, you don't know what you want. So I'm just going to give you what I think you want. And like, I work a lot in the design agency side of things where you've got a lot of um, marketing people who say what they want. Mm -hmm. And then the designer who feels that I have all this training and I have all these, uh, all this background and everything. How dare you try and direct me? You yeah, know, well, like that, I that know would, what the audience like, wants. That would be you know? like insecurity and ego tripping. You know, yeah, you, wanna, yeah. you just you want to be able to accommodate, and I, right. I maybe it's our young sort of hustler idea of it, or we don't, you know, we want to accommodate all parties because if we, we, ex- if we exclude be... any parties, mm-hmm. what that what is that about? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It's just that one of those things that's different when I. When I talk to some folks, it's like, wow, you have no customer appreciation. Oh, <laughs> uh, we were literally talking on a, like, I don't know how often one of us will just say out loud, we'll be like, I love my clients. I know. We're or like, like oh, I love, love my fans. I love them. And, we're, and we'll both look at each other like, me too. 
<laughs> they are the water of life. They're the best things ever. <laughs> yes, we love you guys. <laughs> Heidi, what you were just talking about, have you ever seen the... Uh, how a project really works with the swing and the tree. So like there's exactly what you were just talking about and kind of on the same topic of like, you know, what the customer described and it's like, it shows a picture of a tree uh, and a swing and it has like three seats on it. And then it's like what the budget was and it's like a tree with a, one rope. <laughs> and it's like what the engineer designed and it's like the rope is on each branch with the swing hitting the tree. <laughs> and it's like what the, what the manufacturer installed, the tree is cut and so like the swing will swing through the tree that is cut and they prop the tree up. <laughs> and then it's like what marketing advertised. And it's like a sofa, a sofa on a couple of ropes. <laughs> oh my gosh. What got documented. There's no tree. <laughs> and then it's like what the final customer received. And it's like a swing on the ground <laughs> and then what the customer was billed for. And it's a roller coaster. <laughs> and it's like what the customer actually wanted. And it's a tire swing. <laughs> it's like, oh it's like God. all panels are different. And I'm like, that, that truly describes a uh, workflow sometimes is, you know, so it's definitely when you get to cut out a lot of those extra people and the artist gets to, like you were saying, gets, you get to directly talk with your clients and kind of give them the heads up of how, how your style is. I think that, that definitely is, uh, it cuts out a lot of that. Yep. Yeah. Cause I mean, that, that, that would be so uncomfortable. You know, you get to like the second half, like the delivery and they don't like it, mm. you know, you yeah. just want, you don't want to allow that yeah and you can take precautions to avoid that you might get some just naturally disgruntled clients who are just you know they're just out to get you but whatever yeah that's few and far in between hmm. mm -hmm. is there any medium that you are interested in working in but haven't yet so we were both interested in airbrushing and i just got one nice so bam and it's still in the Amazon packaging, so that was my little project. I just ordered it, so I just gave it. And I'm going to probably work on it tomorrow, put it all together first time. So I'm excited to start with that. It'll be really fun and easy to design T-shirts at, like, parties and possibly live at the Strip District on the weekends mm -hmm. or events. So. Yeah, you yeah. could. It's non-toxic. So I'll just say yeah. that. So, yeah, it should yeah. be fun. That'll be a nice new little uh, new lane. Thing. I know, and then I could do, like, you know. Hats. Personalize your stuff right stuff. now. Right now. Do it now. Go you know? finish your shopping. Come back. Get your grapes I'll have your and hat. come back. Get your grapes. I'll have the grapes on your forehead. <laughs> That's actually pretty popular down on the, the um, on Galveston Island down here. You know, uh, I, mean, I, I would assume it's kind of the same anywhere, but they have a lot of those places that do airbrushing, and they have airbrush artists. And you go in the surf shop and they like will do your name or something. Right, or something. right, right. Yeah. yeah. That's actually, we got most of our information about what equipment to buy from a friend of ours, uh, Lizzie Green, who does a lot of airbrushing. She was a local artist, but now she works for Universal Studios. Wow. Yeah. She's got yeah, taken out to California. So we contacted an expert mm -hmm. and got the right weaponry. <laughs> <laughs> so uh is there anything about your career that you would change if so what is it you go first uh it's been rough but no yeah not really me yeah. either i was wondering if you was gonna say yeah no. i mean i was naive and it took me a couple years to just to just work it out and i and it just feels good to have learned all that yeah i'd gone through a different journey and like figuring it out but i'm happy i went the whole way there and was like Nope. Nope. Yeah. I'm not happy now. Yeah. yeah, and I'm. I think taking the risk, you know, you're gonna deal with some stuff. 
both right. mentally, personally, and the you know the parties that you might affect when trying to accomplish your dreams, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's inevitable. Yeah. And with the general current out here of people not really chasing their dreams, chances are you might be a little bit lonely. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Along those lines, um, for anyone that would be interested in bucking the norm and deciding that they do want to move forward with their passion of painting or fashion or, you know, anything like that, what would your advice be to someone? Just do it. Nike. Do it. Yeah. You know, there's no rules. There's just no rules. Nobody can tell you what to do, what to think. Just express yourself, and it doesn't come easy. Like... Being, it doesn't. You gotta kind of train your brain. You gotta say, you know, it's okay. You know, let loose a little. Try something new. Don't do it for anybody else but yourself. Mm-hmm. It might feel selfish, but uh, I don't. I think you just owe it to yourself. Yeah. To sort of just, you won't, you won't find it unless you do those things. Like yeah. she said, like try new things. Like take the jump. Yeah. Maybe. But I try to limit the uh, parties you affect, if it's gonna be difficult. You know what I mean. Don't don't bring anybody down with you, because right. it will be hard. Yeah. yeah. We we work in a in a pretty interesting community with the maker community, and um, there's a lot of people that are like part time creatives. There are a lot of people that are that are trying to be sustainable for their family, but also right. have this passion on the side. Jake is one. Um, my yeah. husband Ben is another, and. Sometimes it's difficult to, along the lines of what you were saying, like, don't bring anybody else down, you know, like... It's tough, I know, yeah. It's it's really an, an interesting dichotomy to be in um, where you're, you're very motivated as an individual to accomplish certain things, but you're also motivated as a parent or as mm-hmm. a homeowner or right. as a, you know, so it's it's difficult to say... Uh, to let things fall, but sometimes I think what we do, and and I got this advice from recently from a a meetup with um, a bunch of entrepreneurs, and they were basically like, your day job is holding you back. Yeah, but I mean, they have a point, but also uh, if you have responsibilities like a family, you, you the bases mm-hmm. need to be covered. It's sure, not, it's not really dream Dream Street. Yeah, you know, but he dream said will come right. will come second. That's exactly. okay though, because children are part of the dream too. His his discussion was more about the biggest thing that you fear is having the net pulled out from under you. Yeah, and the best thing that could happen to you is you might lose job. And you might be forced. You might fall. Yeah, you might be words. forced to fall. Yeah. You might be forced to. Why do we fall see down, what Bruce? Happens. To get back up. <laughs> Batman. I mean, <laughs> sorry, I had to do it. There's a well that kind of just harkens back to the interview that we had with Adam. I mean, he kind of got prepped up, and then when he did get laid off, he just went full force into it. You know, I mean, we had that the guy that we were talking about that went into metal fabrication. Um, he was doing iron iron work, and then all of a sudden he just he got laid off, and then that forty hours a week he was spending at his day job went towards trying trying to get something kicked off at home. And it work? Yeah. Yeah. Now he's uh, he's just moved into his own shop this this year. If you apply the same work ethic that they demand out of you at these other corporations that you might be slaving for, 
it'll probably work out because that's a lot of hours. Yeah, and a lot you of know, yeah. brain power. Yeah, a and lot energy. of could yeah. be redirected. And but, something about you're way more passionate yeah. about. So I honestly, I don't know. I've talked about it plenty of times, like taking the jump and uh, just you know going for your art. And would I truly recommend it? It's I've I've said before, no. I know I've said that. I've been like, I don't know if people should be trying to do this. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, but some people definitely should. It's like if you have that drive in there, yeah. it's probably yeah. going to win. That's the difference, right? Yeah. The difference between just saying, I really like to do this thing on the side. Then do that. But when you say, I get up in the morning and I can't stop thinking about this thing. Yeah. yeah. Then that's, that's when you have to make a decision to... Get your things in line to do that because I I think there's in the in the maker community too is like there's a lot of pipe dreamers that are like oh I'd really like to do this but you know yourself yeah and you know that if you cannot focus on doing something for your business multiple times a day uh, when you have free time then you're not gonna do it when you have you know, those 40 hours free. Yeah. You're not, yeah, you not. you have to be self-motivated yeah. and you have to, and self-discipline right. and you have to Extremely have, both of those. you have to have a ridiculous drive and passion for what you're doing. Yeah. That's yeah. not, gotta, that's not you, something you, that comes natural. No, it's not. No. And you've got to think very highly of yourself in a sense, just to pursue that. And then you've got to deal with that, you know, cause obviously that's pretty unattractive. It can be. Yeah. yeah. Right. Or you could be modest like Annika and, and just, I think part of the reason that her work does so well too is that people feel so good, feel so open. They, they gravitate to you. Like I'm sure like if you're just hanging out somewhere and your clothes aren't there, people still gravitate to yeah. you, right? <laughs> yeah. Like you just got that personality. Yeah. It's actually been very weird sometimes. I, I've actually been in New York City in Times Square and someone's come up to me and said, your energy is off the charts. I'm like, we're in Times Square. How do you feel my energy out of all the And I was, well, I was by myself with my little backpack, and I'm just like... Especially with all those big TVs and big screens around in Times Square. Like, I mean, seriously. This, you would think those would have a lot of energy, too, but... Yeah, it just, yeah. I try to radiate. No competition. But actually, I don't even try sometimes. It just happens. I, I don't know. <laughs> she's That's good awesome. people she's a star she's good people a star so you know the weekend warriors or you know such as like myself um whenever you do spend you know i mean currently right now i got about 60 hours tied up at a day job and then the kids and then now moving um it re i really start to slack on stuff like uh you know posting instagram updates and things like that how do you guys um how does how do, how do you social media different social media accounts kind of serve y'all with your art. So actually, both of us, actually your Facebook is popping. We were just talking about that. Yeah, but all the sales, Instagram is just... It's been a big part for both of us. A, oh my gosh. The tool that that is for an artist or a designer today is just, it's bread and butter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's how every, you, I mean, you just, and it's easy to project your cool stuff and make it seem cool because it's cool. Yeah. And... I don't know. It just seems like that's the lame Instagram, but uh, some also so much more field testing and street team stuff, like mm -hmm. actual selling, like she does down the strip every weekend, right? And festivals that we do and art shows and whatever. And honestly, I cannot remember who I was listening to, but 
I was listening to this motivational speech and it was really saying that we live in such a golden age right now where you can start a business for free. You can use Instagram, it's free. You can promote yourself for free. So it's a matter of, are you going to use these tools to really help you or are you going to use it to take a bunch of it, selfies it, or something? It, it, it comes down to the time. So it's it's free monetarily. Right. What comes down to is, you know, okay, I gotta I gotta spend time to make these posts and curate content. My content is so content important. Content is it's it's so important. Yeah, yeah, having good content and then the journey that your followers kind of see you have through this and like see your work improve oh, yeah, yeah. and there's pictures of it and you're videoing and you're sharing yourself and your process. Yeah, that's a big part. Yeah. Yeah, that's the that's the brand, that's the vision, that's the vibe. So mm-hmm. it's just sort of if it's real to you, it's your obligation to show them what's going on. Mm-hmm. And that's also a way that they feel connected and I, you know, mm-hmm. they feel accessible. Mm-hmm. And and you are that. Have you ever like now that your social media is taken off, have you ever thought about um, doing a Patreon? What's the Patreon? What's a Patreon? Yeah, what's yeah. Patreon? So, That's a great segue. Patreon. Patreon. <laughs> so Patreon is a web-based uh, kind of GoFundMe thing for artists where you can say to your followers, hey, every week I'm going to do private videos of my painting sessions uh, via Lens through this application and only, only people that subscribe to me and pay a certain dollar amount um, per month can access it. It's ba- like the, ba- the the best way I've heard it described is it's like Netflix for your content. So um, people can either pay by the month of whatever dollar amount, and sometimes you have different tiered subscriptions. So you do a dollar and they get access to the bare minimum. And then if you do like maybe five or ten dollars, then, you know, maybe they do, you know, if, if they're giving you ten dollars a month, you're like, hey, I'll go have a cup of coffee with you, you know, or whatever, if you're local or something. And then, uh, you know, whatever that perk is of that dollar amount. Or you can do... Gets you into a drawing for one of my original paintings. Yeah. Like, I'll do one a quarter. Yeah. Or I've seen other other Patreons set up where, as opposed to the monthly, it's per piece. So, like, um, I know that some podcasts and things, they do per episode that they release, you know? So, if they release an episode, uh, basically, you know, so if, it's compounded monthly. So, if they release two episodes a month, you know, that's what you pay. Or if they release four episodes that month, that's what you pay. Or if they slack and they only do one, you know. So, I mean, it's very interesting. It's a very interesting business model, so to speak. And, of course, Patreon gets their cut. So yeah. I would have to think about it. Honestly. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't give you a direct answer on that one right yeah. now. It's, I, yeah, I don't know. I'll have to check yeah. it out. I'll have to check out some episodes and see if I would pay for it, you yeah. know. If I would pay, I like I look right. at myself I, as a person that would I pay for this? Mm-hmm. Would I want to? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I pay a potter a dollar a month or three dollars a month because he has really great tutorials that he puts up. Yeah, and it so gets me into his tutorials, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that's cool. I guess yeah. in other words, I'm sure that I would, I I would be a customer to some people that I would want to mm-hmm. learn from. Yeah. I think that's really how it goes because um, there's a lot of people that I give a dollar to or a couple dollars to, and it's it's like I just I really want to support them because I like their content, you know. Um, as far as yeah, as far as uh, you, there's some YouTubers that I watch and stuff like that, and it's like oh well now that YouTube actually has started to do their own thing, but before that, just Patreon is a pretty broad. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, cool. I'll have to look into it. Yeah, but it's been interesting. Yeah, their, their webpage says membership allows 
musicians, artists, writers like you to have a direct relationship with your biggest fans, get recurring revenue for your work, and create on your own terms. So... No, I was going to say, I have a friend in Oklahoma. I just remember she's an artist and she does, um, I think for whatever it is, 10 bucks a month, she does a, uh, she does a caricature of you. Like if you sign up for her Patreon, it was, it was crazy. And like last I checked, she had like a couple hundred people. I was about to say, I can see people getting pretty, being like, I'll pay 10 bucks for a drawing of me. Hell yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, it was great. Well, like, so, so the first month that you sign up or whatever, or, you know, if you just do a, one submission of 10 bucks, like she's like, I'll draw you a picture of you. Just send me a picture of you and I'll I'll do a caricature of it. So I'm this like, is so cool. I'm showing him Laura Kompf's uh, So they, they're, oh, yeah. they'll Patreon tell you page. how much money she's making every month? Yeah, they, awesome. they're very transparent because oh they gosh. want you to know whether they're reaching their goals. Mm-hmm. So her goal is $2,500 a month. She's almost there. She's got 734 Patreons. Wow. Patrons. So that's that's an option too because some some of them that there's there's a ton of options, but I know that like uh, some of them that you want to be very transparent, and then others like Philip DeFranco, he um, he hides all that. You can see how many patrons patrons he has, but you can't see the dollar amount. So yeah, just kind of depends. These sketchbooks by hand, and for twenty dollars a month, uh, she'll make you a sketchbook of your own. Oh, that's cute. She's like super popular in the maker community. She has really, yeah. really great videos and everything that's that are free, right? But the production cost right now for her to do that is time. Mm-hmm. She's very, very good at it. But now that she's become more and more popular, she's being sent all over the globe essentially to like give these talks about her work and what keeps her going is on podcasts with people mm-hmm. and in order to keep sustaining she needs yeah. this kind of platform too to like Residual. say okay I can I can take a week off of travel and make a table and people will be happy and right. you know it's like you use it however you want and that's what the most interesting part of this program is and it seems a lot more healthy than a GoFundMe or a yeah a one time Kickstarter type Thing. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. please go find me. That's what turned me off initially. I was like, I hate this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, that sounds yeah. bad, like begging. I'm like, yeah. I know that turns off our clients. Yeah, it does. Never, it's it's kind of like a like a tip jar, I guess. Like you know, the the, the guy playing a guitar at the coffee shop. He's got a little. He's got his case open. You know, this is and it's like, hey, this is this is less for your clientele and more for the people that really like your work and want to follow your work and follow your journey, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. This this is for the people that get something out of your. Instagram or your live feeds or you yeah. know just maybe if you blog at all you know like those those people want you to continue doing that because they get some kind of enrichment from it mm-hmm. and this is their way of exactly what Jake was saying just tipping you saying, hey here's a, yeah. here's a dollar that's really cool and then on a lot on a lot of them you know like actually the the making it guys um they do a podcast and they're for their first like tier or whatever is you get like an extra 15 minutes after show and so they just have like a little little after show that only people get to listen to if you're a patron and um we we've started looking at doing that with extended interviews that are uncut for us as well just to post that way our listeners can get that two and a half hour conversation (laughs) as opposed to the condensed version yeah yeah we usually try and trim it down to like about a about a 
30 to 40 30. minute interview yeah. and then maybe like 10 minute primer and five mm-hmm. minute end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Yeah. But yeah. Well, thanks guys. Jake, do you have anything else that you want to ask this lovely couple? I mean, I guess, um, yeah, that's, you covered the advice. I mean, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. I really appreciate you guys talking to us. No problem. Thank you. It was it's really fun. It was really yeah. our pleasure. Yeah, this is great. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. It helps us too. It helps anybody to it just does. talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Just talk about what's going on, this direction Mm -hmm. that you're going. Sometimes it's good to like be able to sit and think about, just take that time to think about where you came from, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh snap! Yeah, and I love to share. I never would have thought I was here. Mm -hmm. Never. Oh my gosh! Never. Totally. Never. No idea. And it's just really, it's really cool because these are these are things that I just have never even really thought of to be honest you know just the the wearable art and things like that and then the you know i mean it's awesome I, you know she's stumbled into something <laughs> this is, this is yeah <laughs> it's really inspiring i agree well thank you it was thank nice you. talking to both of you thank you so much yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode of Origin Point. If you'd like to check out more of our interview and others like it, head over to patreon.com forward slash origin point. We would love to hear from you there and suggestions on who you would like to hear us interview next. Don't forget to subscribe, share, and review us on your favorite platform.